19th episode of the Have Aloha Will Travel podcast. I am your co-host, Kevin Allen, with me physically in the room. I know, first time. First time in a long time. Catherine Todd Fox with Hawaii Magazine. And uh, it's a little early, but we're celebrating National Farmers Day. It's a little early. <laughs> uh, October 12th. But um, yeah, and we're doing it in person. So this well, will be interesting. Us farmers. And, uh, yeah. and we have a special guest with us today, Catherine. Who, 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 okay, who, I'm Darren Strand. He is the Director of Agriculture at Maui Gold Pineapple. Where are you guys based on Maui? Is it just outside of Lahaina? Um, yeah, Aloha. Uh, we're actually upcountry Maui. So okay. we're... We farm about 800 acres of pineapple sandwiched in between Makawao and Little Miley Town. Oh, okay. Wow. And can you tell us a little bit, I mean, maybe just for, um, you know, some of the listeners who don't know, uh, you know, who is Maui Gold? What is Maui Gold? Tell us your backstory, kind of where you guys are at and, you know, your, <laughs> what do you guys do? Yeah, well, I'm, it's, uh, so we're, we're farming about 800 acres of uh, Maui Gold pineapple um, just above Little Miley Town. Um, and we in we started this company in 2009 when Maui Land and Pineapple closed Maui Pineapple Company. Like a handful of us um, spun off Maui Gold Pineapple Company, um, really to keep people employed and to keep pineapple growing on Maui. And we shifted the company from a, a pineapple operation that had thousands of acres to one that was really just a hundred, and shift the focus away from. Um, exporting fruit to the to the mainland into really growing uh, Maui gold for the local community. Um, so, well, I think a lot of you know people who visit the islands or who have or who were born and raised here. We were both born and raised here, but you know our like parents' generations, previous generations remember right Hawaii being known for its pineapple. I mean, Lanai is the pineapple island. I mean, we drive, he's from the North Shore, he drive, right. he's always been pineapple fields forever. Um, but I think a lot of people don't know that the history of the pineapple in Hawaii has shifted, right? And that pineapple is not a native crop to the islands. It was brought here and it was put into agriculture. Um, and then all that's changed. So could you talk a little bit about how pineapple even got here and like, you know, how it's become so closely associated with the islands? Yeah, um, so I have to warn you, I'm kind of a pineapple nerd, so um, I, can, <laughs> I can go pretty deep into that into that question. So <laughs> the um, you know pineapple itself is really native to South America and um, was kind of discovered, which I don't I don't like to say that, but it was discovered and brought to Europe um, in the 1800s. Um, but when when missionaries came to Hawaii in um, um you know the what it would have been like the what would that um like in the, the early 1800s like 1820s i think they they saw pineapple growing in the wild and they saw pineapple growing in people's garden plots and, and little farm plots in in hawaii so pineapple's been in hawaii for for a very long time um it was first commercially planted um in hawaii in the early 1900s um and by 1960, 1970s, probably 80% of the world's pineapple was was grown in Hawaii. So um, was uh, you know it was really the center of pineapple production for the whole whole world. Um, and I think uh, you know we're all familiar with like the kind of the old artwork that shows like the marketing pictures and the advertisements for canned Hawaiian pineapple and you know so, and um, you know it's it's really 
the the reason that pineapple is so strongly affiliated with Hawaii is really part of a marketing program in the 1930s that was very very successful. Um, so they were you know the Dole Company had planted all these pineapples and they were canning all this pineapple and they were it was it was the um, depression they were having trouble selling all this fruit. Um, they were competing with canned fruits out of uh, California, mostly peaches at the time, and so they they formed a cooperative and they, well they did a couple of things actually they um, that are that are important to some of the things that we do in agriculture today still um, they pulled back on production so they planted less acres and harvested less pineapple and focused on um, a high quality product. Um, and not just a, a high volume of product. And then they formed a cooperative uh, for marketing and they ran advertisements and they picked like five or six really um, um, kind of at the time, like high-end um, uh, periodicals that were uh, that they were advertising in. And so the, um, uh, the, the Saturday Evening Post is the, is the main one that, that had the most success. And that was in, in, the, in the 1930s, you know, that was read by nearly every family had access to that, uh, to that magazine. And it was um, read by men and women. And um, so they put these ads out there that said things like, you know, canned Hawaii um, pineapple for your summer energy. Um, and this was also a time when people were first starting to... Um, think about vitamins and nutrition. And so there were, um, you know, Hawaii pineapple for your health, um, Hawaii pineapple gems, uh, you know, exotic is the word. And so they had this and it was wildly successful. Um, and and so, you know, that, that campaign during the 1930s is really why, even though pineapple productions almost immediately started to decrease in the Hawaiian islands, uh, we still really have this strong affiliation with pineapple in the Hawaiian islands. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, people like friends of mine who live on the mainland, like they want to come here and eat pineapple. <laughs> like there's so many other things we grow here and uh, pineapples grown every, you know, all over the world um, in other places. And the pineapple that they probably eat at home isn't the pineapple from here, but there is such a strong association. And there are, you know, I mean, do you think there is a difference? I know there's some boutique farms like you on Oahu that grow a specific kind of pineapple. Kauai does its sugar pineapple, right? Maui Gold is known for its pineapple. So what makes a pineapple grown in Hawaii different than the pineapple that maybe used to grow here or the pineapple that a lot of people are eating um, that are grown elsewhere? Yeah, uh, so the definitely the, on the big island in Kauai, there's some small farms that grow like the sugar loaf or, or white pineapple. And those are I mean, those are an excellent pineapple. Um, even even for me, I think they're like one of the best pineapples that are that are grown in the world. They're very hard to grow at a commercial scale, right? So there's usually like less than an acre, um, small farms, um, very boutique kind of farms. Um, but for the hybrid varieties that are grown really around the world right now, those were developed in in Hawaii by the. Um, um, the breeding program of the uh, Pineapple Research Institute. So they uh, they were doing these crosses in the 70s and 80s, and they were already shifting away from canned pineapple into, into fresh pineapple. And so there were three or four varieties that they selected that were um, low acid, high sugar, uh, nice eating, nice size, met all the criteria that they wanted. 
And those those really became the um, genetic basis for all the pineapples that are that are grown really throughout the world world right now. Um, and so, and there's not much difference between it. Like they're so similar that you can't patent one variety um, versus an, another variety. So we basically all grow this very similar pineapple uh, genetically, um, but, and, and they're all excellent uh, pineapple, but there's, you can't really find any place in the world like the slopes of Haleaka love to grow to grow pineapple. I mean, we're at about 800 to 1,000 feet elevation. We get rainfall every afternoon. The soil is is extremely fertile and just perfect conditions. And then, um, you know, I like to think that, you know, we're all good pineapple farmers. And so there's a little bit of, of our expertise kind of mixed into that, um, what we're doing. But but really that's what creates that, uh, that ex, you know, extreme quality pineapple that we're all used to. For sure. And I'm sorry, you said you guys had 800 acres. Is that correct? Of farming? Yeah. So we're farming 800 acres right now. How many, how many pineapples? I'm, conf I'm just, uh, there's about 30,000 pineapples per acre. Um, and so per acre. the pineapple process is, is, uh, is an interesting one. So most, most crops are seasonal, like, right. Like somebody's not growing pumpkins, um, 12 months out of the year or, you know, and, uh, but for pineapple, we need to be able to have, be harvesting pineapple every week out of the year and supplying the hotels and the stores and our our online customers and everything. And so we're always planting a couple acres of pineapple a week. Um, so we're planting that and then it takes about 18 to 20 months to for that plant to grow and have a harvestable fruit. And then we'll get a return crop after that. So about a year after that, you'll get a second fruit. And so if you can imagine that kind of planting moving through time, we're always, um, it's really important for us to stay on schedule and keep that planting going um, so that we can provide pineapple um, every week out of the year. But you're not growing, I mean, the 800 acres isn't all in production, right? Do you guys like let land go fallow and rotate crop? Right. What do you do? Right, so it's um, one of the things that, um, you know, we've learned on, on Maui is if we leave the field fallow for about a six or seven month period of time without any pineapple on it, um, the, the, fungal pests and the nematode uh, pests, the like parasitic guys that eat the roots of the pineapple, that we can get those almost down to zero with no chemical control, just keeping wow. the field. So that's that's really significant for us because the, the chemicals that are used alternatively are not necessarily safe for the workers. And, you know, we're trying to create a soil environment that's really, that, that really has a healthy biology uh, for, for our plants, so. Yeah. So anyways, yeah. So we're basically about a quarter of the farm is always fallow. And then, you know, three quarters of it is in some some stage of production. Hmm. So it was such a such a busy, I don't know, that sounds like also I've been learning what the word fallow means just through oh you guys God. are such farmers. My goodness. We really are coming fun, but I have I had no idea. I'm assuming it just means unused. I, you just, yeah. Leave leave it. But um, you know, it's such a <laughs> such a complex schedule and work cycle. I mean, what is your, what is your day-to-day -day even like at that point? I mean, I mean, it's, it's interesting. Um, so right now we're in the middle of a fairly serious drought, you know, it's, it's uh, generally across the state, but um, here on Maui. And so we're not, you know, normally we would probably get, you know, five or six inches of rainfall uh, in, in September and we've had less than a half of an inch. And so pineapple wow. um, is nice because it doesn't take a lot of water. It is it is a bromeliad and it's, um, 
fairly, it, it's not a real thirsty crop. But um, so generally I wake up in the morning and I open up the NOAA um, weather forecast and I look to see if we have any rain on the in the forecast. And that's the, like, the first thing I do every morning now for the for the last several weeks is just kind of check the weather and, and see what's happening. But and then we have um, 30 employees. Uh, and so, you know, we have we have people that are planting, driving tractor, um, harvesting fruit, driving trucks, uh, packing, packing pineapple. And so um, we, we start pretty early in the morning. We, we get here around 530 in the morning so that when the sun comes up around six o'clock, we're we're in the field ready to go. And so just just kind of juggling and scheduling all those workers is is where we start out. Um, and then we start it all over and start preparing for the next day uh, right after that. It, oh, sorry. It's it's very interesting to me, I guess, kind of the pineapple farming. I mean, yeah, I grew up on the North Shore and, you know, you always heard about like, you know, being a pineapple picker and that's like a, a really tough job. And, you know, you, you know, you'd always see them working a lot in a bill plantation has just technology, I guess, you know, changed um, the production of pineapple or you guys' farming process at all. You know, I was talking to a cattle rancher and she said that she was using a lot of like GPS location to like kind of work with her cattle and see where they're all at. I'm just curious to know if, if the advances in technology has all, at all has like changed pineapple production. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, re I remember too, I, when I first uh, moved to Hawaii, I was uh, going going to school at UH, but we drove the family, we drove out to the North Shore. And, you know, you come around that corner kind of around Wahiwa and it was like, oh my gosh, what is this? And what are all these people doing in the field? Yeah. Um, and it really blew my mind. I mean, I guess, I don't know what I thought at that point. It was pine pineapple came from a tree? Did you pull it out of the ground? I mean, I had no idea what it was. And it's, <laughs> it's really somewhat ironic that after a few years of study, I ended up, uh, you know, this is, I'm finishing my 23rd year in pineapple uh, farming. But, uh, the um uh, uh so i'm sorry what was uh oh i was just wondering how technology maybe has changed like oh you guys. yes oh definitely so we're we are with respect to technology we're kind of behind so mm. like agriculture in in the on the west coast and on the on the on the continent um you know they're they're quite a bit ahead of us we're kind of stuck in this plantation mentality sometimes um and our our new ownership group though we're really embracing it you know we're we're we've ordered a drone and we're we're hopeful that like we can use this drone to apply some of the um you know ripening agents and and chemicals over the over the plant so that we don't have to use use equipment to do it um the the information that we're collecting is you know there's so many artificial in, intelligence programs out there that can help you immediately make reactions to the field right like here here's the harvest here's our yields here's the size distribution the ripeness and so being able to process information quickly has become really important um we're looking at partnering with a group that makes uh, an autonomous robot that can do farm activities and oh. um so i mean it's it's really cool i we're all like really we really embrace it I, it's just sad that I think we're behind the a little bit on in the game, but um, you know, it's I think we all realize that labor is a big issue for agriculture. It's definitely a big issue for agriculture in Hawaii. So it, anything that we can do to improve efficiency um, is really important. You mentioned you came to Hawaii via UH. So what was I mean? Where were you, where are you from? And like, did you come to UH to study agriculture or like? 
when did you make that hard left turn or you know what's your story yeah so I, I grew up in in Oregon in the Willamette Valley which is definitely a very rural agricultural community um and um I think from the time I was 14 I was old enough to like go and get a job on a farm we didn't necessarily have a family farm but we were surrounded by um by farms you know that grew corn and um fruit and um um, actually ryegrass for golf courses and those kind of things. And so immediately, like once I was old enough, I, I just was driving tractor, um, actually driving trucks. You know, it's Oregon is one of those like uh, rural states where if you work on a farm, you can get your driver's license early and those kind of things. And so that was cool. Um, and I, I like to think at that, at that time, uh, it was kind of cool to be a farmer, you know, and um, like, you know, sadly, like, hey, chicks, chicks dug it. You know, if you were working on a farm, this was like <laughs> you, you were cool. So it was like being like a rock star, but you know, was this exactly maybe. Like and then, and then, anyway. So I, I was, uh, I grew up with that experience, and and at at some point, I decided, hey, I need to, I'm going to go back to school, um, and I applied to graduate programs at at, at UH, and I was studying um, soil chemistry, and. Before I before I finished that, um, I was hired by Del Monte to actually run their farm operations, which is kind of like, which was kind of cool. This is why I was in school. I was like, this is what I want to do. And so um, I moved my family over and we lived in the plantation camp at Cunilla um, and our house is, is still there. Uh, and uh, we just did a tour of the, I think it's, uh, was it uh, the rum company that's there in Cunilla? Oh, um, rum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And which is, which is really cool. But that was the post office um, and the barber shop and the store. And so it was uh, it was kind of cool to take my kids back and say, hey, this is where oh, you know neat. we lived when you guys were when you were young. But um that's cool. Yeah, it was and then um just the the combination, I think, of of having like this technical um background in biology and chemistry and the experience of you know, knowing how to run equipment and and actually kind of run the operations of a farm was was really valuable combination and and really kind of set me up for success in those early years of pineapple. Um, and then was um, you know eventually kind of recruited to to Maui to to do this do the same thing over here. You, I mean, you said you're like a self proclaimed pineapple nerd. Um, are you, do you eat pineapple all the time? Like, do you have favorite ways of eating oh, pineapple? Are you like sick of pineapple? I was going to, I was going to, no, <laughs> strangely, like I'm not sick of pineapple and I, we eat. 23 years. That's a lot of pineapple. I know it's, um, it, I, I don't, you know, I, it's, I, people ask me that all the time. No, I'm not sick of it. We eat, like the, my family loves it. We eat probably one or two pineapples a week. Um, we just will cut them and, and cube them and keep them in the fridge. Um, it's put them in cocktails. Great it's a great fruit to not get sick of. I think, like, yeah, honestly, pineapples are are really, and there are a lot of ways that you can use them. Yeah, I'm sure for like cocktails or just in like Ooh. recipes. Do you want to know what I do with Maui Gold pineapple specifically? I bought this thing on Amazon that you it cores it right. You stick it in, yeah. like, it pulls it out, and then I pour champagne in it, and I drink the champagne from oh. pineapple. Now there's a well, good. I actually like that's definitely I'm gonna try that. Yeah. <laughs> It oh take, it's amazing you're gonna take that one home yeah yeah i don't know i i um uh, you know i like to just slice it kind of thin and grill it um mm-hmm. it's good, like a, yeah. on, on a burger um 
I'll, um, you know, we make like, I like to make a pineapple upside down cake out of like with the fresh pineapple instead of canned pineapple. Um, uh, I don't know, you know, really, I haven't, um, I like it with the leaking powder. Um, oh, me too. Or, you know, I don't, I haven't really found a way that I don't enjoy it. So, um, and chocolate covered pineapple, which I couldn't really get into. Interesting. I'm not into like pineapple. I mean, chocolate and like acidic fruit, like oranges. Yeah. But- that- yeah, that's a weird one, but they, um, you know, oh. will freeze chunks and um, eat them like a popsicle. And um, oh, no. yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever get sick of it. I hope, I hope not. But <laughs> we also have access to, I get to come to work every day and pick like the best of the best pineapple. That's pineapple right. So, yeah. Research. That's right. <laughs> Quality control. Yeah. <laughs> well, and just not, not to end on a horrible note, but just um, so that our, some of our listeners are curious about you know, what's going on in Maui, you guys are in a country, you guys also had wildfires, but, you know, how's Maui been? Um, you know, obviously, we're encouraging people to come to Maui and visit, right. but just what's the state of Maui? What's it like right now? And, you know, why should people come down and support? Yeah, it's, um, I mean, it's, it's still like, I'm not even sure that, like, I even know how to to how we're reacting to it right we're still in the middle of this process it's it's really only been um you know a little more than a month and a half or so and so um on in our company we had um, eight employees that that lost their homes and about 20 or so that were displaced by the fire um both upcountry and and in Lahaina so our first reaction as, as a company and as managers was to take care of, of, of those folks and what did they need to do. So immediately we had a lot of our younger employees that just wanted to leave Maui and get back to the mainland. And so we we bought them um, tickets to, to go back home or to go see family um, and, and leave if that's what they wanted to do. Obviously with the, you know, the open door to come back and continue when, when we start going. Um, we started a GoFundMe page for um, that we distributed to to our displaced employees that was uh, fairly successful. Um, and um, the second second day after the fire, we partnered with um, Maui Reef Adventures, and because because we had employees that were stuck over there, and they were calling us and saying like, um, you know, I can't even get to the resource centers or to these to these aid stations because I don't have gas in my car. Um, and so, you know, we loaded up the, the boat and actually drove into several of the beaches and unloaded food and, you know, pineapple and water and fuel. And, and you know, that, that felt really, you know, it felt really nice to be able to directly make an impact like that. But it was also really heartbreaking to see the, the situation people were in. We're a little bit removed from that now where we're kind of starting to get our feet under us and start worrying about um, you know, how we're going to open, what that's going to look like um, for for different companies. And so for us on our farm side, the wholesale market of like the hotels and, you know, all the pineapple that they serve in the buffets and, and those, you know, it was completely gone for, for a brief moment. So that's starting to pick up. We run farm tours um, pineapple on the pineapple farm. Those are slowly starting to pick up. Um, but we have a we have an enormous support group of people that have been on the farm, people that bought our pineapple before. And so we kind of sent out a note to them and said, um, you know, buy Maui Gold and, and help us. And, and we'll we'll take, you know, 10% of that and we're going to put it right back into our employee fund. 
Um, and so we had an enormous outpouring of support from people ordering pineapple and FedExing it or UPSing it back to the mainland. So um, that's kind of where we're at right now. Mm -hmm. um, and we're hopeful that things start to pick up again. We've been able on the pineapple on the farm side, like if you can imagine the pressure to kind of continue planting and to keep the farm on schedule, we really couldn't afford to like lay anybody off or slow down. Right. So even though we didn't really have any revenue coming in, we were healthy enough as a company to keep everybody employed and keep the operations moving forward. So so we're relatively lucky compared to a lot of other companies. Yeah, it's been, and I, yeah, I definitely, you know, saw you guys pretty immediately helping out when we were kind of first doing our initial coverage. I mean, you guys were really, um, yeah, supportive business. And I know you guys did the the pineapple pledge and even the, you guys have a pineapple challenge now. So you guys are continuing to give back. And I think that's kind of the point we really try to drive home to a lot of our readers and listeners that this is going to be a long, like a pretty long road to recovery and that like, you know, the continued support, I think is really important. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, Thank you so much for joining. I know it's that's a tough one to end on. I'm sorry. It's but, okay. You know. Oh, no, it's okay. I mean, it's, it's like I said, we don't know how to treat it either, right? It's right, just uh, yeah. it's just part of our everyday life. And, you know, we want to all come in and do everything that we can right. to, to try to move forward. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, thanks for joining us. And how can people get information about Maui Gold and tours? Oh, definitely the, the best place to go is just MauiGold.com. Um, and you can, from there, you can order pineapple. You can find information about our tours. Um, and uh, if you're if you're on Maui, you can just drive in and, and check us out. I mean, um, we're all pretty friendly here. And, and uh, we, you know, um, it's it's just a really neat place. So we'd love to have people come in and visit with us. Awesome. Well, thank you for all the things that you've been doing for not just Maui, but just, you know, the agriculture industry in Hawaii. Right. And uh, yeah, Maui Gold. And if you guys are, are listening, please subscribe, like our podcast, uh, send us messages, comments, uh, suggestions for future podcasts. And you can find us at hawaiimagazine.com and at Hawaii Magazine on all social media platforms. All that's, right. That's all. That's it. Um, thank you so much for joining us. And we will be back in two weeks. Until then, aloha.